Holy shit, you got this. Bam, we're live. You got the suit on. I always got the suit on. I got the suit on, and and, and we're live on my channel as well. I, I didn't think you'd mind, but I'm unacceptable. Yeah, so we're so we're live on both. So the people, so ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, uh, this is Primetime 99 Alex Stein, and I'm also live uh, with the real, and then, do I pronounce it right? Do I pronounce it Savon instead of Seven, obviously? Totally wrong, totally wrong. But you what? know what? Even my friends say it wrong. How do I pronounce it? It's Sevon. Savon. Oh, Sevon, I but, guess. But you Sevon. probably hang out with, a, like, you hang out with a lot of black dudes, so they say, they would, they, the black dudes call me Savon. Savon. They'd call you Savon. That's Savon. what I'm saying. I would call you Savon. Savon sounds regal, too, you know? It and, sounds... the, and the Mexicans call me Esteban. Like, these fucking racist Mexicans, they cannot, they think everyone has a Latino name, and they just, I say, hey, what's up? How you doing, Savon? Because I live around a lot of Mexicans. I'm in California. And they'll be like, I'm like, my name's Savon. They're like, Esteban, nice to meet you. I'm like, you like, like, dude, I've known you for five years. Dude, I drink, okay. I drink, I drink my morning coffee with you at Starbucks every fucking morning for five years, and I'm still Esteban. No, let me. How about tell I call you, you Juan. No, Pedro. I have. I have to. I have to run in there. So I'm in Dallas, Texas, and uh -huh. obviously it's just you know it's very Hispanic, and I'm in the used car business. I, I'm in the wholesale business. I buy cars from people, and I sell them at the auction. But what I'm telling you, sometimes I retail cars. There's nothing worse if you get a woman. If you get a woman that's got. I love seven women. kids. I know. I mean, I love women too. I love kids. Get, you get a Hispanic woman with seven kids and her car breaks down and she cannot get to school. The kids can't get to school. They will come there and they will cuss you out. I mean, they will, they, they are the toughest ones to deal with when it comes to something bad going with the car. You know, white people, black people, pretty chill. Hispanics, they'll come up there and wring your neck. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the profiling show. Hosted by I know. Now we say that. I love Hispanic. I, I'm part Hispanic. I'm, I'm Alejandro Stein, so I can say oh, that. Please. That's why. Yeah, yeah. That's why oh, I can please. say that. You got mm -hmm. a super Jew and a super Armenian. Who wants to mm -hmm. fuck with us? <laughs> Nobody. But um, but see, the thing is, I'm a fake Jew. Everybody thinks you know Stein. I didn't know my grandfather, so I should have been a Jew. But I was actually, I'm, I'm really not. I, I never got to have a bar mitzvah. I never got all the cool stuff that the Jews get. You know, they get all the money. And but are, is right. was your mom? Is your mom? Was your mom Jewish? No. See, you're. It's supposed. To, see, technically, it's supposed to be your mom. My mom was not, and that's why. I'm not technically Jewish, but I, they say from like the Talmud, you know, the secret Jew, I'm really a Jew by your dad's side is what they say. But, you know, there's a lot of when I look at you, I see a yarmulke on you. I know I look like a big Jew, but I'm six, three. I'm like a bear Jew, I guess. You know, I'm a big, tall man. I mean, and I'm funny and they saw Jewish people are funny. So I guess I, that stereotype. I agree. I have to agree with that. Stereotype. I'm five, five. I'm pretty tall for an Armenian. Is that tall five five for the Armenian? I, I thought it was till I went to Armenia and I'm like, wait, what? My whole well, life I thought Armenians were short, and then I went to Armenia, not it's just me. Yeah. Well, listen, I'm not height challenged. That's the one thing I'm blessed. But that's the thing is I got a lot of other uh, insecurities and abnormalities. So, you know, it's just because just you're tall me doesn't too. mean uh it's it, you know, pays the bills, I guess, for lack of a better word. Life is a challenge for everybody, man. Okay, and so so we're on the podcast this morning, and people are probably like, oh, who is this guy that's yelling and screaming early in the morning? So you got to tell them, you know, a little bit about the viral sensation singing of Primetime 99 Alex Signs, Savon. Look at it. It's one of those guests bossing me around. Boy, no, I'm not bossing you around. I'm just saying, I, at the beginning of this episode, people are like, who is this guy? I hate that. I go in these episodes and they nobody knows who already. I am. Nobody knows who I am, and I want to. That's why I want somebody to know. They're, they're like, "Who is this guy? Why is he like that?" They call me a uh, 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 dollar store Charlie Kirk and dollar store Tucker Carlson, which I agree with. You, you, um, are uh, 
I do. I, I you do look like a very. What's how old are you? I'm 35. I look like I'm I'm young, but I'm actually a little older. I'm, I'm yeah. Getting, yeah. I went to your I went to your first post all the way back to 2000. I'm 12 on Instagram. You have not aged. <laughs> well, I, amazing. I appreciate that. I yeah. know I, I have a baby face. I don't know how that is, how that's even Are you possible. healthy? Do you, do you work out and do you eat well? I do. I do exercise. I, I, I mean, I'm plant-based. So this is actually the thing is I, I don't eat meat and everybody hates that. I should eat meat for my health because I don't get a lot of good vitamins from the fish and the, you know, but I don't eat any meat and I exercise every day. Uh, is, is it true? I just walk. I don't really do that much hardcore exercise you know go to spin class stuff, easy stuff not like heavy lifting gotcha um did, did you is it tr- you're it's hard to tell what's you do this is a uh incredible talent he is i don't know who's more addicted to posting stuff me or you you definitely you, you produce a lot of content you have two stations the stations you can look up alex stein and the other one was um conspiracy castle conspiracy, conspiracy castle conspiracy that's like castle. my main channel on youtube and so I came across you because of this video that's going around on um, Instagram where you are it, uh, speaking to the Dallas City Council. And that ends up just being the tip of the iceberg. I mean, you explore so many. Um, you're just creative. You have this. Well, before I go there, before I make that assessment, is, is the part about your mom passing away true? Yeah, no, my mom died three months ago in the hospital. She went in. She wasn't even really that sick. Uh, she wasn't feeling well. She was shortness of breath. We go into the hospital. We've called 911 two days before, and like they're like, oh, she probably doesn't need to go. She goes into the hospital. They put her on a BiPAP machine. We tell them not to give her remdesivir. They give her remdesivir. She dies. Her lungs fill up with fluid, and she dies and suffocates in her own fluids uh, uh, six days later. It was the worst thing in my entire life. Watching my mom die. My, what, what do you, you mean? Say- uh, you said we we told them or or we put her there. Was my mom and I in the room oh, saying okay. we do not do this? I mean, but her and I both saying this, and they still did it. Uh, how can they do? How can they do that? Because the infectious disease specialist can override. You know, I can't prescribe my own medicine. You can't go into the doctor and say, "Hey, give me this or don't give me this," especially in an ICU situation like that. So they have medical authority to do stuff like that. But in this day and age, they politicize this stuff. And, and we can only say so much without getting strikes, but they've politicized this healthcare system instead of actually helping people. And my mom was a victim of that. And so sadly, I guess that motivates me to fight the new world order or whatever. And I'm actually working with uh, Peter McCullough's attorney, the, the doctor that went on uh, Joe Rogan's show recently, who was fired from the same hospital that murdered my mom. <clears throat> so no shit. That's Baylor. That's the same. It's the same. Same hospital. Wow. wow, what a connection. Okay, sorry, go on. Same exact hospital, yeah. So there's just a lot of stuff. And my mom, she would have gone to Medical City. She'd probably still be alive today. Um, and it just, you know, it's just a really unfortunate thing. But I was creating content before that. And my mom was my number one fan. So that's, but it just sucks too. Because like every single day they say, oh, it gets so much easier. Listen, I cry for my mom. I cried about her yesterday. I cried about her the day before. I cried at some point, you know, I look at her whatever her brooch on her you know from that she used to wear and that'll make me cry so it's not a pleasant thing losing the person you love the most in the world so i I do not uh recommend it especially watching her die the way i watched her die was the worst if my mom would have died in a car accident i would be a wreck right i'd be such a mess i would be sick but watching my mom be die slowly tied to a bed 
and not being in the room with her and not being able to do anything. I mean, as a matter of fact, they called the cops on me a couple times because I would try to help her, try to, you know, give her, you know, untie her hands. Because at the end of it, they had her hands tied so she wouldn't rip off her mask. And this is a living nightmare. So sometimes I pinch myself. I know it's that bad. Sometimes I pinch myself and I'm like, is my world a nightmare? Is it real? Because I don't want it to be real. And like, this is the thing. I, in my head, what's sick is like, now I know that I'm probably going to be successful. Now people are, are starting to notice me and stuff. And, and it's not, I would trade it all back. Any success that I have to go back and I wish I would be a pee body or pee on nobody for the rest of my life if I could have my mom back. But now my mom's dead and I'm probably going to have a bunch of success after it and, and not be able to enjoy it as much because that's life, I think. Yeah. Uh, good morning. It's Sunday. This is going to get squirrely. Um, I don't like Alex, to get low vibrational. See, that's the problem. When I talk about my mom's death, that we're in the, and we are vibrational beings. You know, we either vibrate high or we vibrate low. And they want to keep us in that constant low vibrational state because that's how they manipulate us. That's how they, you know, uh, kind of torment us. And that's really how they harvest our good energy is by keeping us in low energy. So when I talk about my dead mom, guys, don't cry for me, Argentina. Life sucks. All of you are going to lose your mom. There's a lot of people who have also lost their mom. So, it's life's life's a bitch. That's all I can say about that. Really, when it comes down to it. So you know, we have. What did to you be, mean by that? Harvest our energy. Like when they when they keep us in a low vibrational state, these people, the the social engineers that you know, like want to keep us down. Like these, but basically these multi. This is the problem. So we're being run by soulless corporations that that buy and sell our politicians like toilet paper. These multinational corporations, they're not a, they're not just interested in American dominance. They want world dominance. So what they do is in order to make us, the citizens, buy their products, be slaves for their companies, they keep us in a low vibrational state. So these fake companies that only have shareholders, they're literally harvesting our good energy. They're trying to take it away from us. Like you would take oil from the ground, you know? And so when, so when we don't have that good vibrational energy, we don't feel free. We don't take chances. We're not childlike. We're very stuck in that A or B, you know, mindset. Instead of thinking, realizing life, we have a million choices. Every day we have a million choices. It's not just liberal or conservative. It's not just gay or straight. It's not just whatever. I mean, I guess kind of it is just gay or straight, but you know what I mean? I'm just saying, you you, you know, we have more choices than they lead us to believe. And that's course, why, that's course. why they keep us in that low vibrational state. They're harvesting our good energy because that good energy is what makes you be like, I'm going to buy a ticket to Europe. I'm going to go to Armenia. I'm going to go to wherever and do something, you know, wild that they don't want us to do they is still just us though when you say those corporations they're still just being run by people it right i mean it's just it's just people here right yeah but a person at a company will do anything to the ceo of mcdonald's doesn't care about the health of the children that you know he wants to sell more burgers right. so right. even though he's a human being he realizes hey i make 127 million dollars a year i'm the ceo of the biggest fast food chain I, I'm not worried about their their well-being. I'm worried about selling hamburgers for my shareholders. So what do I do? I got to pay this politician so I can sell the meat from sick cows because I need more cows or I need, you know, I need some sort of legislation where I can take cows from Argentina or whatever rules they need. They can get those rules set in place so their organization and their companies can run smoothie. But you and me, Joe Blow, we can't do that. We don't have that sort of pull. And they have a legal the obligation. They have a legal obligation to to just make money, right? I mean, that's what they have a fiduciary duty. If it's like save these people, if they if they try to worry about health, they could go to jail because they have a, a fiduciary duty, a legal duty, whatever the fuck fiduciary means. Uh, to Financial, make, I guess. To oh, thank you. Right, right. Um, to to make money for their um, stockholders, right? 
Yeah, and the thing is, do you think a company cares if the homeless encampment is down on, on the building they just bought? You know, they're going to kick them all out. They don't. A, a company doesn't have the ability to feel empathy. You know, they can't be empathetic to the homeless person like a person can, like a human being right. would be. Because right. that's the thing is, dude. Uh, people that don't like socialism, socialism in a way is good. You know, we'd want to help poor people. I think even all people want to help poor people. You know what I mean? So it's it's just progressiveness has been hijacked where, you know, instead of having a system that you know actually helps people, where instead of diabetes costing two, diet, insulin costs $200 in America and $2 in Mexico. That doesn't make sense, you know? So our healthcare system in theory is worse than Mexico's. Um, so that's where we're at if you really think about it, how it works. Even though it's it's you know corporatized and capitalized, so I guess you say that's better because you get better care. But really, these rules and regulations make for a the red tape makes our lives more terrible, not less terrible. Um, could we? Uh, have you ever heard of a book? I want to talk about your mom, but um, and how she ended up in that position. But have you ever heard of this book called Your Rancha? No, I haven't. I haven't. Could, could you pull that up, Caleb? Uh, you made me just think of it when you said harvest energy. There was this when I went to uh, UC, I went to UC Santa Barbara and I hung out with a shitload of hippies, and someone had this really thick book. It was like probably like a thirty pound book, and it was uh, and it was about your rancha. And basically, what it said was um, there were aliens or other sentient beings around planet earth and they harvested energy in it's a supposedly true story. Right. And they, they harvest energy off us the same way we harvest milk from cows or, or ants harvest milk from aphids. They w want us to be emotional build uh, beings and they harvest uh, <clears throat> energy off of us. I guess it's kind of like the matrix, right? Isn't that what's happening in the matrix? Like they have the people in the bubbles and they harvest their energy off of them. Well, I think so. I mean, even if you look at like a, a city from an aerial view, it almost looks like a computer microchip. So, you know, are we the uh, energy sources of some sort of, you know, supernatural interdimensional being? I don't know. I, I, I would think that there are interdimensional beings because I believe that I'm a spiritual being having a physical experience. Um, uh, and, you know, and so I do think that there's probably other sorts of, of spirits and there's some there's 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 more dimensions to this. There's frequencies and sounds and 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 stuff we can't smell or hear or see with our eyes that are around us that we know that we can't see that like a dog can pick up other animals can pick up so if just knowing that i would think that there's other things that our body can't pick up um that other things can that gives us i i guess that spiritual like you said that energy that we're talking about you know and that that is real that that, that does exist i mean everything's to scale right it's just it's just the same thing over and over and over. So p part of you has to think like, hey, if we're do if we're harvesting animals, then someone's harvesting us, and someone's harvesting them. And it's like what you said, everything's to scale. You look at a city from up above, and it's just a microchip. Or like you look at the Hubble telescope, and it shows the eye of God. Have you seen that? And it's yeah, a whole galaxy anything. that looks like an eyeball. And you're like, well, duh. Like everything is just the same thing over and over and over. Yeah, well, anything NASA gives us is a bunch of bullcrap, in my opinion. Oh. Yeah, I trust NASA as far as right. I can throw NASA. Yeah, I don't. Did like we go that. to the moon? How about that one? Oh, I'm a I'm a um, 1969 1972 moon landing expert. Do you want to go into the Apollo moon missions and how they're impossible to do uh, today? So we definitely didn't do them in 1969. Do you want to go into it? Are you a moon? Are you a space nut? No, not in the slightest. Yeah. But, well, it sounds. Can we do that? In a, can we do that on a different show? Yeah, for sure. But I'm a moon landing I, expert. Oh, let me just give you a little bit of okay, this. Yes, That's yes, a moon okay. landing. So I basically, appreciate you asking me, by the way. <clears throat> but real quick. So right now, um, today, we don't have the technology to go to the moon. And this is just a quick thing. I mean, there's a million things of the fact that, you know, we couldn't film it. Um, the fact that, you know, just the inverse square uh, 
law of light, the fact that we can see how many lumens that the moonlight reflects on us now, and we can do the inverse mathematical formation of that. So just the people that were standing on the moon when they see us, it would have been like they're standing on a light bulb. So other than that, I mean, there's a million things like that. that, that Wait, what sense. do you mean? And so, so what if they were standing on a light bulb? What's that? What's the implication? Well, I'm saying it, it's not a dusty rock. You know, the footage they give us, it's just like this dusty, dark rock, but it wouldn't be like that because we can measure moonlight. So we can re- reverse engineer how many lumens it would be uh, once you get to the moon, according to the calculations by NASA. And it would be so bright. It would be almost like the sun uh, because that's how much energy it would take for those lumens just to get to where it's at 237,000 miles that they say. But forget about that. Forget about like there's so many things like that that don't work. Um, this is this is what Dave McGowan. This is one of my favorite things about it. In, in on, on the surface of the moon, this is what they tell said. It's 200 degrees Fahrenheit in the sun, and that immediately goes to negative 200 200 degrees Fahrenheit in the shade. That is a transfer of 400 degrees Fahrenheit. And in 1969, we had battery technology that we don't have today, suit technology that we don't have today that could change instantly 400 degrees when they would go under the lunar lander to the sunlight it would have to it would have to be able to instantly uh, change like that or the astronauts would get you know they could potentially die and get sick like i said nasa said they they destroyed that technology a lot of the astronauts four or five of the astronauts when they came back and they did their press photos they all had all these scars and all these like you know calluses on their thumbs because nasa couldn't even get the hand mechanism to work on the suits so if you think that they could do this intense technological effort, this technology, like I said, we can't recreate today. This battery technology that they supposedly use would have so many applications on Earth, you know, especially according from 1969 to now. I mean, we would be using this suit for all kinds of stuff. Yet they accidentally destroyed it. So we can't ever go and fact check it, how they how they use it. But they couldn't even get the thumb part to work. And if you think the federal government, the way they're handling the pandemic, the way the federal government has handled anything, the way they lost the Afghanistan war, the way they lost the Vietnam war, um, would they tell us that, you know, we won World War Two, yet most of the Nazis went to South America, Argentina. Um, and a lot of them we brought over in a thing called Operation Paperclip. And the head of that was a guy named Warner Von Braun, who became the leader of the NASA program, was a Polish. Rock, I mean, was a rocket scientist for the Nazis that killed a bunch of people in Poland in World War II. This is the guy that became the leader. You can look this up, Warner von Braun. This is all declassified in a Operation Paperclip. And Russia got the other half of the top Nazi spies, a uh, Nazi scientist, excuse me. So when you look at all this, the whole NASA program is built on Nazis and liars. The idea that we went to the moon 10 years after JFK said we'd go under Richard Nixon, who was, I mean, we could argue the most crooked president ever. He had to step down. Not even Donald Trump had to step down. And you're going to actually believe that we went there. It's impossible. Let me ask you this. Let me just ask you. This is where I just keep going. How did they get? How? Why don't one of the people who why don't one of the astronauts tell the truth? I just can't see everyone just being in on the lie. Oh, dude, that's the easiest thing because I mean, okay, yeah, because then the astronauts, there's only there's only three astronauts that went on six missions, so there's only eighteen people, and it's it's, you don't realize how compartmentalized things are. Just think about you're like Brian Stelter at CNN or whatever. You could be like the top newscaster. You don't necessarily know what the C what the CEO of the station is saying if they're going to fire you. Like even within a news corporation, you can be one of the top faces. You can be Chris Cuomo, but there's still people that are like, oh, we got to fire him. We got to do. So there are, you don't understand. There's compartmentalization. And these people, all the people that went on the moon were all Freemasons. And then on top of that, they were literally all ex-military. And if you know anything, there's people like the CIA- Well, I, I know you know stuff, but we have we have people. This is true. You might not know this, but there are spies. We have CIA spies that go and kill people in other countries. Um, 
uh, with you know diplomatic immunity. So when you realize that that we have some like serious killers that work on our government payroll to think that somebody can't lie and say they went to the moon. We have people to do much worse and that say much worse lies. Uh, I don't think that that's that far fetched for them. Well, is it, is it gonna, is it gonna come out? Well, one day it will, one day it will. Cause I mean, listen, I don't know how we get to the moon. I don't even know if they, what they tell us the moon is. I don't necessarily, you know, uh, this, like I said, when you look through a telescope, I don't think you can just look through a telescope and it tells you exactly everything about something. Oh, oh yeah. Can you look through a telescope and see the flag on the moon? No, you can't. And you can't? Uh, why not? No, I don't know, but you can't, you can't. It's see- not there. Is what well, you're saying. well, I mean, they say that there's reflectors, too, that we shoot off the moon. Yet we've, we were able to shoot a laser uh, off the moon before 1969. And UCLA, actually, I mean, USC actually did it. So it's just, just a lot of stuff that, that you know, they want to make you feel insignificant. It's kind of like the whole thing about space and stuff is they want to make you feel like you're just some sort of cosmic accident that came from the Big Bang. That, you know, there is no afterlife. There is no, you know, moral code that you don't really nothing matters and you're just an accident and your life doesn't matter and uh part of that is like you know the moon and just making you feel insignificant that's like what that's part of the low vibrational frequency they want to keep you in because that's how they manipulate you because you know that's just like uh another tool to kind of make you feel small basically how did you get into the moon stuff what was the uh what what how did you start digging into that and educating yourself on that well i mean there's a really good documentary even though i don't really love the guy that much his name's bart Shabrell, but he he made a documentary one of the foremost ones it's called a funny thing happened on the way to the moon and he just went through you know and, and his he, he actually had fox actually made a uh one hour special with him and fox did a thing talking about how we didn't go to the moon and, you know, is that controlled opposition? Like, you know, wh- why did they, you know, kind of reveal it? But I'm telling you, it doesn't take that much mental fortitude to to look at what they presented to us as the moon and the pictures are garbage. I mean, the shadows are garbage. You look at Stanley Kubrick's um, connection with NASA. It's just very interesting. I mean, if you like, if you, I'm, I have the conspiracy castle, I like conspiracies. I realize that, like, for me, I guess what woke me up was 9-11. Are you into 9-11 at all? No, but See, but I, I mean, I, I watched that one documentary. What was the one that was on YouTube that was huge that everyone loose watched? Change, loose change. Yeah, that was some freaky shit. I I, I mean, yeah, they make a ton of presuppositions. I mean, you just kind of have to go along with it. But it is some freaky shit. Yeah, but dude, I mean, all you got to know is Tower Seven is the only you know steel frame building to collapse from office fires ever. Nobody even knows about Tower Seven. You look at the 19 uh, jihadi hijackers. I mean, they all had passports. They were all working at like a, a private airport that was uh, supposedly like a drug running airport. And even Muhammad Atta, the ringleader, his girlfriend was a stripper at one point and that he did a ton of cocaine. So these guys were not religious zealot Muslims. They were like right. crackhead patsies that got used by the government of Israel and Saudi Arabia and the United States in order to start a never ending war in, in the Middle East. And you can, uh, and you're like, Alex, how do you know this? We have a thing called Operation Northwoods for the people who look at this Operation Northwoods. And during the Cuban Missile Crisis, they, uh, the CIA came up with a plan to hijack a plane, fake a hijack a plane with Cuban nationals and crash it into Miami in order to start a war with Cuba. That's, that's is all declassified. So they had this plan to do the fake plane crash thing. Now they just dusted know, it off. They just dusted it off. 
Look at I just everybody needs to look up Operation Northwoods. That's all you need to do, and and you're gonna be like, what? So they've been planning to do this in order to. It's a false flag terror attack. They've been doing this. Hitler did it. It's 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 just a typical thing. They did it with the Vietnam. We did a false flag attack. The Gulf of Tonkin. We I met to- a guy who who um was the cameraman uh, for ABC, who was the last guy to uh, uh Westerner to see Os- uh, Osama bin Laden. He told me about the whole fucking the days it took to get to the cave and going in there and them taking his camera away and just all that shit. Is, is that guy real? Osama bin Laden? Yeah, but he's Tim Osman. He was a CIA asset and we use him as a patsy. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, we shit. liked we liked Osama bin Laden. He helped us. As a matter of fact, we gave Osama bin Laden money. Caleb, cut the feed. We're, we've gone crazy. Cut no, the listen, feed. We've gone listen. Crazy. Okay. okay no, go listen, ahead. this is a fact. We gave money to Osama bin Laden to fight the Russians. We gave them money. There's a movie called Charlie Wilson's War starring Tom Hanks. It's all about this. It's about how we armed the Taliban, the original Taliban, Taliban. That's why they call it Al Qaeda. It was created basically by the CIA. The the terror storm in the Middle East is uh, Osama bin Laden was a CIA asset. This is known. Look it up. Tim Osman. So he went from a asset to our biggest enemy in the world. And if you think a guy in a cave in Afghanistan planned the worst terror attack on the most defensed country in the entire world yet we even know norad was told to stand down we had jets in routes that could have easily shot down these planes and then uh, look at shanksville look at flight 93 in shanksville there wasn't a scrap of the airplane left didn't even that's make the one sense. that crashed in the field that's one yeah, that crashed in the field. it makes no sense and that's the one they said that they let's roll they made up this whole story and movie about you don't even know what was said in the plane they said that they said let's roll and then they moved the drink card into the cabin of the airplane and they made it crash themselves and then yet when you look at the crash site even the newscasters on the day of it were like yeah we didn't see any debris we didn't even hear anything <laughs> i mean it doesn't make any since the story they give us yet two passports they found passports and bandanas from the terrorists they give us that yet they didn't find anything else they didn't find one one remain of anything else but they luckily two fbi agents found two passports yeah right that's the biggest load of malarkey malarkey ever and now they can't really do 9-11 because everybody's got cell phones so they have to do um you know influenza you know they they had to do like the the and i don't think now they ever have to do it but they've always forecasted that Warner von Braun guy that NASA the guy that, that ended up running NASA he said on his deathbed that America is going to do a fake alien invasion one day and that they're going to rile everybody up that's how they're going to start see they want us under one ruler uh the one world government you're like Alex what are you talking about but it's this it's it's it literally comes out of the bible it comes out of Genesis chapter 11 verse 9 are you but, your bible dude not really no okay no, okay no, you just but, know a lot about a lot of shit yeah, I mean, I know a lot of shit. Yeah, okay, I know. Okay, on. so, you know, chapter 11, verse 9 of Genesis, the first book of the Bible, it's a story about the Tower of Babel. And in the Tower of Babel, Nimrod wants to build this tower to the kingdom of heaven to go kill God. And how God defeats Nimrod is he makes everybody speak a bunch of different languages so they can't communicate and they all go their separate ways because they can't build it because they can't work together. What they're trying to do nowadays is they're trying to reverse engineer that plan by making us speak all one language under one ruler, all one digital currency, all one social credit system, all one language emojis, so that 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 ruler would basically be Satan uh, here on Earth. You know, it would be like the universal religion. And that sounds crazy, but that's how they're going to usher us into what is called the transhumanistic um, 
future that they want where we plug into the metaverse and that we are exactly like they do in the matrix how we're talking about harvesting energy is what they're going to say they're going to say oh well you know what you're you have a real bad uh, uh effect on our climate you know you, you you're such a carbon you know uh you're such a carbon footprint producer that it's just going to be a lot better if you plug into this matrix and in this matrix you're going to have unlimited money you're going to have a hot wife or a hot husband you're going to have whatever dream car you want it's going to be like the movie vanilla sky and people are going to run to it people are going to go oh i want to sign up i want to sign up they're going to be sitting oh, in man. line like they do outside the apple store watch Hey, you know, part of for for anyone who's listening, part of you wants to be like, this is complete craziness. And and I and there so there's I want to say two things. One of the reasons as you listen to him speak, and I don't want to fucking scare anyone, remember that what he's saying, part of the reason why you're pushing back on it is because it's scary. Let's just say it is true or it's not true, or it's, there's shades of it that are true. Um Part of the reason why you're pushing back on it is because it's scary. At least it's scary to me. It scares shit out of me. But here's the part. Am I freaking you out? I can't. <laughs> All right. Sorry. I got to calm down. We keep going. I, I haven't even got started yet. Go ahead. But, but the other piece is this. And and this is I, – I watched a, a Jim Gaffigan stand up, and he said, um, you know, my friends keep he, – he, he's funny, but I can tell he's, 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 a, he's, a, he's, a, he's, a, he's woke. He's scared too. He's building up a defense mechanism. We're watching – we know for a fact that if you don't eat added sugar and you don't eat refined carbohydrates, that you cannot die from COVID, that not one healthy person has died, not one. And I know I've said that, and you guys keep sending me this. We have millions of people dead, and you guys all keep sending me that same article from the New York Times where the 16-year-old kid died. There's not a lot of information on him. Oh, okay, I'm wrong. One person died. We have an entire planet running around in a frenzy over something that, like, I've never taken one precaution. I do everything. I, my, I recently hung out with three people who were COVID uh, positive, just like, just like completely hung out with them. Like my whole family slept in the same bed when we had COVID. It's like my so mom was, I, my mom had COVID. I said every day in the hospital, I mean, they would get mad at me for not wearing my mask enough. I mean, I didn't, I mean, I could care less. I did get sick a little bit, but I'm saying, I think our immune system is, is what we, well, it's, it's a, it's a disease of the obese and no one wants to say it. Yeah. My mom was fat and smoked, you know, she was fat. Yeah. And yeah, smoked, yeah. yeah. There's no no one so the fact that no one can see that and it's everywhere around us it, it makes me think that like anything is possible now because I, i'm 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 hanging out in a room full of idiots yeah but dude they they got us there are health like they have everybody under what is called trauma based mind control now and so everybody is just scared they even get the, a tingle in their throat we used to just get the flu when that big yeah. deal sometimes yes. you go to school Dude, yes, we don't have that anymore. Now everybody's got going to the ER. The reason why the ERs are full is because people think that they're dying as soon as they have a cough. So it's so funny you say that. I know people who know that this whole thing is bullshit, and yet when they get COVID, they go into a they, they go into a pure panic attack. It breaks my heart. Like they know they've been brainwashed, and they still are terrified. They start well, googling and shit. It's the neural trauma based. What? What'd you call it's it? Called, it's called trauma based mind control or neuro linguistic programming is when you watch CNN oh, and you man. always see that death scroll, you know, another now it's 700,000. Now it's 720,000. 
what that does is that goes in your subconscious constantly. And so it's just like, oh, all you can think about is the dying, the dead. You know, you don't get anything positive. Like, oh, so many babies were born today. There's not a life scroller. Like 76 babies <laughs> born in Baylor Hospital today. You know what I mean? And you'd be like, oh, that's kind of cool. But no, it's it's uh, okay. You know, 7,500 people of positive cases in one outbreak and blah, blah, blah. You know, you literally, it's like the movie Outbreak. I mean, you you know, remember why if you've seen that movie, I mean, they want you to, they always I want would to never watch that shit. Well, I'm just saying they I'm always they, they always want to you know show you the the people in the medical scrubs and the big mask and the defibrillator and the machine. They don't just show you the the non interesting stuff. It's entertainment because it's it's propaganda. It's got to be something yeah, that propaganda. catches your eye. Yeah, you know. Why, uh, neuro, thank you, Caleb. What is neurolinguistic programming? Neurolinguistic programming or NLP provides practical ways in which you can change the way you think, aka brainwash. Yeah, I mean, I do that to myself. And I you do. do and yeah, it, I try to do that to myself. We should all do that to ourselves. Pick some good shit and brainwash yourself. Well, that's how it is with exercise, at least with me. Cause like, like, like after my mom passed away, I kind of stopped, but for me, I, I'm programming. I do it for my mental health. I don't do it for my physical health. So I'm kind of tricked myself to be like, listen, Alex, you're not doing this to look better. You're doing this because you, you, you feel like crap when you don't, your brain, you're just depressed when you don't. So I guess you kind of have to trick yourself. Um, that is you program your brain to it, however you can do it, whatever works. That is really important, especially with diet. You got to be like, that's the hardest neuro-linguistic programming because you're so easy to be like, I want that sugar. Like you said, that sugar is the most addicting thing. See, I stopped eating meat. I could care less about meat. I don't even miss it. I mean, sometimes I'll eat a fake hamburger or something, but I can eat mushroom tacos. It's just as good as a you know ground beef taco to me. But what I'm saying is sugar, dude, I could never quit sugar. I mean, it is like, it's Do you want me so- to tell you how I quit? how i mean i quit sometimes for a little time but i always go back but okay how did you quit i so i there was there's a guy named the carnivore md his name's uh paul saladino and um i I ran across him on instagram and he's basically just saying hey all you should be eating is meat and organ meat and everything you need is there and he goes into all the the explanations of what's in the organs so i said to myself okay i'll let myself eat as much meat and hard cheese as i want until do you know about ketosis that's keto yeah of yes. course i know i lost a lot of weight doing keto i was i did keto for a year i lost a ton of weight i was in the best shape of my life i've gained yeah. 30 pounds since i stopped eating meat uh but dude my digestion was terrible dude oh. i had a terrible digestion for whatever reason like your poops jacked. were all were they runny or were they dry? no just i was constipated a lot just constipated yeah. all the that time happened to me in the beginning so you know what i started adding i would just get a do you know what a clam do you know that term clamshell that's what, what we this? call it. That's those plastic things just full of the greens. You know, it'll like you see them like a wall full of them. At, at, at oh, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the salads you're talking about. Yeah. Right? yeah. So I would just uh, like every three or four days, I would just get one of those and, and just sit it, in my yeah. car and eat it. And it would usually just like within like five minutes, I'd be like, oh, shit. That, yeah, I would, I it, it would just push fun. out. A, it would just push out a deuce or it still does. That's what I do if I get constipated. I just eat one of those. And like within minutes, I have to deuce. Now that that is like, I mean, if you want to be ripped, guys, and you want to you have low body fat, you got to go keto. I think that's I mean, the fact that you can eat and I was eating bacon every day. I didn't have any carbs, I didn't have any sugar. But once you get away from sugar, you crave it way less. So that's why you get yeah, off. I switched it. To, yeah, I started craving just fat, just like yeah. avocados see, the, and stuff. 
See, the problem is though, because I don't eat meat, I crave, I just crave different stuff. Like I want oatmeal, dude. I love, yeah, oh, you know, you know what I mean? That's like my favorite oatmeal cookie, dude, is my favorite. <laughs> I just say, I mean, oh, and, and they have one that they call the cowboy cookies. My favorite It's the oatmeal cookie with chocolate chips. Oh, it's my favorite cookie. Uh, I sound like a little kid, but yes. So I'm, uh, uh, I got to get off the sugar right now. I'm trying to, because like I said, my mom passed away, dude. This is why did she do so? Why didn't when COVID came? I couldn't get my mom to exercise to save her life, dude, for years. I mean, okay. I but mean, she knew, she knew that she, I didn't think we, we didn't think she had COVID to be honest. Um, uh, until too late until we got to the hospital. We didn't even think, cause she just, was she vaccinated? No, she was not. She was not. Um, and she did not feel, she just, I don't know how to explain it. She just didn't feel well. She was just shortness of breath. She didn't have like the normal, you know, stuff you'd be sickness, like sore throat or any of that stuff. So I don't know. It was really weird. But um, after my mom, the last thing, because it went, tragically when she died, they wouldn't even feed her. So I'd have to give her, We'd I'd bring in milkshakes from McDonald's every day. So the last oh, meal, damn. I'm saying the last meal I had with my mom was a McDonald's milkshake. So, uh, so about uh, two months after she died, I went to McDonald's every day and had a milkshake. But I haven't been in, in almost a month now. And my that was my New Year's resolution. But I went every day for two months after she died and had a, had a shake. Alex, uh, uh, um, a real, it, it's probably a little more complex like th than this, but just like an idiot like me will explain it to you like this. Every time you eat something, your, your body has to produce hormones to help with the digestive process. And the two major hormones that it produces are insulin and leptin. And basically anytime you eat sugar, your body starts producing leptin and it causes a traffic jam in your bloodstream. And that is the single most destructive thing to your immune system. That's like a really simple way to think about it. But like you do not want to eat sugar because what it does is it and then if you become leptin resistant, then all your natural immunity becomes fucked up because your leptin receptors are also in there's a strong there's believed to be no one knows for sure a strong relationship between leptin receptors and them sending orders to T cells and NK cells, which are can kill anything. They can kill cancer. They can kill the COVID. They, they, they can they whoop anyone's ass. Yeah, your T cells. Except, yeah. Yeah. And, um, except for AIDS. And, uh, and so that's why you gotta, you, you can't do milkshakes, especially. If yeah. I mean, but, the, but this, this is cause she couldn't, I mean, this is what in the ICU when she's dying. I, hear I mean, I mean, I mean, yeah. I mean, it sounds nice to be a Monday morning quarterback and be like, Hey, don't, yes. I mean, my mom's like, I'm hungry. And they were not giving her food cause they didn't want to take off her machine long enough. So yeah, I mean, dude, listen, I know sugar's not, and, and the sugar that your body doesn't use for energy, it literally is poison inside your body. I mean, that's a fact. So, so, I know that, but okay. it's easier said than done. I, I mean, yes, everybody I everybody I wants to be like, oh, I don't want to eat sugar, I but agree. it's so good. That's like, I, I listen, I've done I, I, I've done every drug in the book. I stopped doing drugs. One of my good friends, Clark Gable, was a guy, this is now three years ago. Uh, was that Clark, his real name? Well, his grandfather is Clark Gable from Gone with the Wind, and this guy was the host of the TV show Cheaters. I worked for the TV show Cheaters for years here in Dallas. And so the host is that the show where they like they catch you cheating and then the guy pops up. Yeah, holy shit! Yes, no wonder true. you're you're pretty bold. Okay, I, that's why because we go and film in those crazy places. I'm not afraid. Um, but uh, he was a party animal. He even partied way harder than me, and like I thought I was, you know, like you know, drank and partied and smoked or whatever. But he took two Vicodin that he thought were Vicodin. They were fentanyl and woke up dead. And after that, I just thought, I was like, I'm, I mean, I quit doing any drugs, anything. And I haven't uh, drank or, I mean, I still smoke some weed. I need that, a little bit of weed. But I don't, you know, do any hard drugs or drink alcohol ever since. And I don't want to. I, I have no desire. Um, 
So I forget why I was talking about why I don't drink alcohol, but uh, we're just talking about just putting bad shit in you. Oh yeah. So I'm just saying, uh, you know, that's when I really got on my health and fitness kick too, is, is after I'm saying it three years ago, but like, it was so easy to quit all that. I could never take a pill or anything ever again. That's no problem. But you got to tell me that I can never have a blueberry muffin again with the, you know, crusted sugar on top. I would, no, that's not a life I want to live. I want to have that muffin. Do you have a, do you have a girlfriend? No, I don't. I'm single right now. I have a. But you used, a, to, you used to have a lot of girlfriends. I have a bunch of girlfriends. Yeah, I have a. And never since this thing, this video went viral, I have so many girls calling me out. But this is another thing. The last couple of months, a bunch of girls have been hitting me up. Not I mean a few. I don't. I've been in such a. I don't even want to say depression because I don't. I don't think I have depression because, like I said, I exercise. If you exercise, that basically heals your depression. Um, I believe. You know, I, I think it. Helps. I agree, hundred yeah. percent. Um, hey, if you have problems and you want them to go away, just do, do you know what a burpee is? Of course. Yeah. You got a hundred burpees as fast as you can. All your problems will go away when you go into oxygen deprivation. You'll be like, oh shit. (laughs) Seriously. I mean, I tell people, go take a spin class for 45 minutes. Just get your heart. You'll feel better. Like even if you're stressed, you will feel better if you can just get that heart rate up. Cause that's what you have to blow out the horse hockey. You got to use our heart as a pump to, you know, get the blood flowing. Oh, okay. We just got a $5 uh, super chat. Thank you. But, but oh, saying, that's bullshit. That's bullshit. I, I, I don't How know. Is he getting money? I'm live. We have 201 people watching on my channel right now on uh, Conspiracy Great. Castle here. I'll put it. We got a, uh, uh, a lot of people watching on my channel. So that's how I got that. Um, Guys, I'm big time. And this guy has five times the amount of people watching his live and he's getting loot. Is bullshit. And I'm getting loot. Yeah, I know. People want to donate, dude. I, so, so do you do you have the donation? Hey, here's uh, another thing. I don't. Not only not only am I big time, but no girls have come out of the woodworks to hit on me. And you got girls coming out of the woodworks. Oh, but more. let me tell you the thing. So I don't. So the last couple of months, all these girls have been ultra nice to me. Like they want, they can tell that I'm an injured bird. Oh. And a couple of them I had come over and stuff, but I don't want to like bring them into my nightmare that I'm in. Wow, somebody just donated a hundred dollars. Boru, oh, you're lying. Wow. you're lying. I swear to God, I swear a hundred dollars. You just hurt my feelings now. I know that has to feel bad. Wow, Bor, I didn't go through. Sorry about that. A hundred dollar donation. Wow, that's insane. <laughs> Caleb, dude, a hundred dollars. I swear, I can't believe Caleb, it. If this motherfucker gets, look at my chat. Ready. If I if I go like this, Caleb, or if I start being like really nice to him, just disconnect him. This hey, guy's no, hey, let me let me show. Sh- sh- pull it up. Pull up my stream on the chat real quick, Caleb. Bullshit. Look at that. Caleb, definitely don't pull up his stream. Look fired. at that. A hundred dollars. He's probably going to switch shows, start working for you. No, no, I'm saying, no, stay working, stay working there. I'm just saying, dude, look, sometimes you get a hundred dollar donation. It happens. Can you fact check that for me if you got a hundred dollar donation? Dude, please please fact check it. If you can check the link, uh, that's big time. Somebody see, and when somebody does that, you know why? It's because I said, oh, you know, thank you for the donation. People want to support independent content creators. That's one thing I didn't realize is like, as long as you keep grinding and you stay consistent, this is for anybody out there that's listening saying, you know, it takes a lot of, uh, uh, balls to call people and say, Hey, I want to interview you. I have to do the same thing. So, you know, but you're a proactive person. It's easy for you. I'm saying for the people out there that's not, that's not proactive, if you just try it, if you just are consistent doing a show, people will want to support you. It may not happen at first, but in my, my, experience i just can't believe the overwhelming support especially if i say hey i don't ever i really rarely say like hey donate but if you say hey give me some donations people want to donate that blows my mind is that people like want to support you they feel good about it because now i i donate do you ever donate to streams now 
No, when I get off of here, I just take the the six dollars I make on my YouTube channel and spend it on my kids. Exactly, dude. I now I'm a donate. I'm a do- and I don't make any money on ads or or any monetization really because I don't get that ton of views. But I'm telling you, donations I get somehow, and uh, it's it makes you feel it makes you feel really good. I don't know. It's how. crazy. Yeah. Um, let me let me ask you this. Go, go, man, we've opened up so many doors. So, you, speaking about being proactive, I have I have a friend, um, pretty famous, you know, five hundred thousand followers, Instagram, a very successful business owner, and he wants to start doing a um, uh, a YouTube channel like this and live. And he said to me, he said, uh, "Hey, how do you um, how do you talk to people every day? I just don't want to talk to people every day." And I'm like, "Dude, I don't want to talk to people every day either." I'm like really happy when the show's over, but even like when I found you and I reached out to you, I'm just like the whole time I'm just dreading meeting someone new. Like when you're like, Hey, I got to come on five minutes late. I'm like, Oh damn, maybe he'll cancel. You know what I mean? I start getting like excited and shit. It's weird like that. I know, especially when you have interviews with people like this, you haven't talked to, but honest to God. Yeah. I have no idea what, is he going to come on here and just like fuck me up or like what's going to happen or. I, that's how I am with people. I don't know what their, what their agenda is or this and that. And then, you know, people beg to come on your show and, and I will let people like that come on the show. And then random people I ask to come on the show. So you never know. It's always a crapshoot, but I think that's kind of just, uh, having a conversation is not that hard. Like, obviously, you know, you're, you're nervous about it. Not nervous about it. You're just more annoyed about the time. You can obviously talk to people. If you go to a gym or you work in a job, you have to be social with people for an hour at a time. That's like the bare minimum. So like if you can't do that as a human being, you know, you're really struggling. And there's a lot of people that can't. There's a lot of people that can't ha- hold the conversation for an hour. And, and you uh, sell cars. Is that what you said? Yeah, I'm in the wholesale car business. So I'll, I'll give you an instant cash offer on your car. I started off, you know, in the retail business selling to people, you know, on the street. But I hate that. Because like I said, you know, I don't want to rip people off. I don't want to, you know, get somebody in a car they can't afford. You know, I, I just didn't like that vibe. So I just focus on buying people's cars. And, and, you know, a lot of times I buy people's cars that, you know, break down or, you know, they're having engine issues. And then I sell them at the auction where I make money is, you know, I, I just sometimes I don't fix a car. Sometimes I'll just repaint them. You know, that's like sometimes I'll get a good deal. Uh, I'll give you an instant cash offer. Sometimes, you know, I, I get good deals buying wholesale. That's where I focus on because when I'm selling them at the auction, I don't care if a dealer gets ripped off. Like, you know, if I'm selling it as is, it's just Leslie, $10 donation. There we go. I'm saying when you're selling wholesale, you're not ripping individuals off. I would never want to rip somebody off. Selling a dealer a car with a bad transmission as is, that's not, that's just, that's just how the car business works. I bought a lot of cars with bad transmission at the auction. That's why they're at the auction, probably. I like, uh, you have very nice hair, Lindsay. Leslie. 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 $10. Your hair's nicer than my read my reading ability. My wife has red hair. All I'm because suck, I love red hair. red hair. Yeah. No, I red hair is the best. I mean, that's the. I, why is that? Why am I so attracted to the red hair? You, you are. are? Hey, we have a we uh, we have a lot in common. Hey, pull up that picture of um him when he's like eight years old with his dad. Can you? Can, it's <laughs> that's exactly what I look like. Me and him had the exact same body at eight. You really looked at that the uh, Instagram. Yeah, I, <laughs> I was like, "Holy shit! How do you get this picture of me?" Except your dad's tall. Yeah, he's like six uh, six one. Yeah, he's tall. I'm taller than him now. I saw that and I was like, "Holy shit!" I know. Um, and and, uh, and, and uh, Charles Barkley. You met Charles Barkley. I've hung I, out with Charles Barkley a little bit. I know. Isn't that crazy, Charles Barkley? That was the and it's funny. That day was like one of the craziest days of my life. I got to go. Uh, so I was on. I was. So I worked. I, look, I, you look older there than you do now. 
I know my hair is a little shorter, but that's like basically what I still look like. So listen, well, there's some sort of weird filter. That's back in the early days of Instagram. Um, the, uh, I, I graduated from LSU and Baton Rouge and I moved to LA and I worked on like a bunch of different TV shows, like, you know, production extra, you know, and then I got on, you know, I got on a couple, um, reality shows and then i ended up being on this reality show called online dating rituals for the american male and it's about like it followed men online dating on the tv show on the channel bravo and the and i say cool so i got to be a guest on the today show because they wanted to like it was an nbc owned show it was the most intense day ever you know wow 19 donation thank you uh wow um Caleb, are you fact-checking this shit? Yeah, $19. But listen... Um, so this guy who said that we didn't go to the moon is getting money? Yes, I'm the moon landing denier. And Joe Rogan is a big, the original moon landing denier. Fact-check that, Caleb. Um, but oh, listen to... Hey, listen don't, to, talk, don't talk directly to Caleb, Alex. If you want to talk to Caleb, you talk <laughs> to me, ask, and then I talk okay. to Caleb. Well, do tell it, Caleb to please fact-check it. Fact-check that, Caleb. Please Whatever Alex says, him. do it, Caleb. Whatever Alex um, says, do it. No, but what I'm saying is that day, dude, I have was the bell of the ball. I've never had it. They fly you to New York in, you know, first class, but not that that's that. I mean, it's on American Airlines, it's cool sitting first class, but it's not like that great. But you sit, you sit in the front of the airplane, you get picked up in a car, you stay at a nice hotel. They take you to like, uh, what, what is not Del Frisco's? What is, I think it was Del Frisco's, whatever the main steakhouse is at 30 Rockefeller. I can't even remember which it was. If I think it was at Del Frisco's. Uh, and then you, then you stay at this nice hotel. And when I'm checking in, Charles Barkley was staying in the room next to me. You know, that's how I knew I was a celeb status because obviously our rooms were paid for by the, he was working for NBC too. And I just felt like, wow, I'm the real deal. And then the next day they kicked me out of the room. They put me on a flight back and I, they never talked to me ever again. But it just for one moment, I got to taste the life of Charles Barkley for one second. And it felt so good. So tell me your Charles Barkley story. He didn't, he's not hijacking it. He hijacked it. Let's get the verbiage right. He hijacked. It. I am a hijacker too, dude. When I come on people's show, I, that's I hijacked another show. You are here on blaze TV the other day. And people are like, is he the host? I always do this. I have a terrible, <laughs> I have a terrible uh, way dude, of going about great. the way I do my show. You're again, because you like it because as a, you know, as a content producer, you're like, Oh, let this, let this idiot just talk about the moon no. all the time. And, and everybody will be entertained and I can just chill and uh, he can do all the heavy lifting i do all the heavy lifting i i you do I um do. Th there's this there's this show that you did recently uh it's it's a it's the slowest train wreck i've ever seen i would love to see you do more you enter an online acting class you like that you like holy that. shit dude <laughs> holy <laughs> shit uh caleb can you can you just put the put the link to that in the comments you want to see the slowest train wreck ever the dude below you i'm just trying to think he's caught everyone's caught so off guard by you and and in the 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 um like my my house cleaner and that guy's acting like he's uh, a brother or whatever you were saying to him. Yeah, to the, Cassidy is your old ghetto. But then that was the funniest line <laughs> of the whole thing is I had talked about. It, I was like, you know, oh my housekeeper passed away, and then like one of the people in the acting classes that didn't have their camera on was like an elderly Hispanic woman. You could you could tell like somebody that put on the class probably asked their like abuelita to like, hey, log on, so it looks like there's somebody else in the acting class, and they're like, hey, turn on your camera, and it was like a grandmother I was like, oh my god, you look, uh, do you have a sister named mark yeah and this is hard to explain the story people need to watch it but 
Yes, it's a trolling. And so the guy that was in that video is Cassidy Campbell, who played the ghetto guy. Let me tell you about him. He has 1.5 million subscribers. Oh he's, shit. He was dude, in on the he was in yes, on Yes, dude. He's huge. So it was so this so is it. Yes, this is it. And Cassidy Campbell, you got to click his channel. You got to look up his channel. He's got 1.5 million. And so I was like, hey, we should troll this acting class. And so now we're gonna do it a bunch. And as a matter of fact, we're we're coming up with this with this bit. Where and we're gonna we're gonna really cast the person, but we're gonna we're gonna enter we're gonna do like um, auditions over Zoom, and we're gonna but the people have to be like local to the DFW area, and whoever we cast is gonna we're gonna put them in like a prank with Cassidy, but that's so we're gonna do like another acting thing, but we're gonna make other people do weird acting, things. so I'm gonna act like I'm some acting teacher, like I'm the best acting teacher in the world, and make people oh, you know you're gonna you're gonna be the host of the class. Yes, I'm gonna be yes. doing an audition. I'm gonna be yes. the host this time, and we're gonna yes. do more. But I'm gonna be I'm gonna be doing the I'm gonna say hey I need you to do this I want you to read the script I'm gonna be like hey be more ghetto or be more yeah so Cassidy and I because we're gonna be auditioning to be in a Cassidy Campbell video and it's gonna be a paid deal you know you get two hundred bucks and it's like you know four hours of shooting so people are gonna audition you know because he has a bunch of fans. Uh, Did you ever reveal that he's in on the joke too? I watched no, that. And I never, no, no, we never yeah. revealed that. I was no. just like, damn, Alex is fucking yeah. this dude up. Dude, well, I, my dream is I want to be the next Andy Coffin. I mean, he died at my age. He died at 35, so like, I guess I can take over now. But I want to do bits like that where two people are in on it and with not everybody else in on it. It's just funny. It's just that's how you troll people because, dude, the entertainment we get, and I don't want to go around and troll people meanly. Like, that acting class is very – It wasn't you know, mean. It it's wasn't not mean. mean at all. I'm saying – and It's I, actually I, an opportunity. The whole time I was thinking if I was in that class – I would I would hope that I would be like put lean back and be like, wow, this is fascinating and start to really enjoy it instead of getting upset. No, it was fascinating. It's a fascinating human experiment. Well, that's what I, and that's what I studied. I got a minor in sociology at LSU. So that's what I love. Sociological experiments like that. Uh, and, and that's another thing, dude, when they do these sociological experiments, I forget which one, like the Princeton one. But, dude very easily people will punish other people and put them in jail. Like people will, uh, will become a Gestapo. The Stanford experiment. Yeah. The Stanford experiment. I said, Princeton, but the Stanford, it's like, dude, if you, they'll, they'll push a button knowing that it's hurting other people and they'll still push the button. Very like when they did a test, they asked, they did a test. They asked people to come in and they said, they showed somebody on the other other side of like a plain glass window or whatever. And they said, Hey, when you press this button, the person's going to get shocked. Very few people said, no, everybody pressed the button, you know, and it was fake. The person didn't really get shocked, but, that people will follow orders is what I'm saying. They'll take the, or- and that's the thing. That's the same with the police officers. Now they're taking people in jail in New York city for the vaccine passports and all this stuff, dude, it's absurd. It's like uh, people don't have autonomy anymore. Um, and I guess the Stanford prison experiment is an easy indication of like, people will sell you out for nothing. I, what do you, do you think that there's, you know, that you hear the term sheep. Is it that they're sheep? Like, why are people like that? Are they just asleep? Why aren't people like thinking for themselves? Why aren't people like open to? It's called cognitive dissonance. Well, so people will know that the government can lie to you or, or mislead you or that there's classified documents or that the president has information that you'll never know. Um, but you have cognitive dissonance. You think, well, they're, they they got are my best interest in mind. You know, even like the injection thing, like who thinks it's OK to go like there's these people on the Internet being proud that they're getting their kid this injection when you can just go over. You can just like start to look for the ingredients in the, in the injection. Well, and we you can always, find them. Yeah, like, I know. How, we, how, we can always say I so much on get, 
YouTube about the the vaccine. We have to say it's the most safe and effective thing ever uh, created. And I recommend everybody get their booster. Uh, to, uh, everybody get boosted as soon as possible. The state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. I don't even know if that's it. It's like, so you have this kid and it's like the be- you're supposed to like, you're programmed kind of like at least me biologically to do everything in my power to protect it. I don't get how I would let someone. It's identity, dude. It's identity politics. Yeah, because people think that they're on. It's like the mask is the MAGA hat for the left. So people that don't want to believe in God, they are, you know, they just want to be believing the science. Like the science becomes their God. So it's their religion. Ah, yes. So it's Ah, like, so it's like, oh, we got to get every time the big pharma says to do something, we got to do it because that is their, that is their religion. And just like the people on the right use the word God, having no idea what they're talking about. The people on the left use the word science, but they couldn't define science. Just like the people on the right couldn't define God. Well, I understand life so much better. Hey, you're welcome. That's, I mean, not that I still, you know, don't understand it that much because this is another thing is like life is so short, you know, they don't want us to create. I, I talk about that low vibrational state they want to keep us in. Uh, but that's why people kind of want to be a sheep to your question. Is what I'm saying is people kind of want to be just uh, fragmented or, you know, um, like that's why they want to go to the military out of high school because they don't want to go to college. And I'm not anti military or whatever, but it's, you know, people almost like want to be regimented. Uh, they want to, because they don't want to think for themselves. They want to think, oh, well, somebody smarter than me figured it out because they don't want to like look into it for themselves because that takes research. That takes effort. That takes time. And that's not easy. It's easier to just somebody, you know, take somebody's word for it. $19.99, 20 oh, bucks. Geez. Dude, wow. 3%, 3%. Send me 3%. Uh, glad you slapped his cock for talking to Caleb. No problem, Rich. No problem. Try, I swear to God, next time I'll fucking kick him in the vagina too. You see this? And do you have any cats? I'm a cat nut. Okay, so let me tell you a little health. No, no, stuff. wait, wait. That's I think that's a misnomer. I don't think that's you're a cat nut. You mean people who own cats are nuts? That's both. But listen, I okay. So oh it's called cra- I have crazy cat lady syndrome. I have a cat. It's I have five. It's called toxoplasmosis. <laughs> listen, and I have a wait, dog. What's it called? Caleb has to It's listen. called it's called toxoplasmosis. T o x o plasmosis. And what it is, there's a parasite in the cat's fecal matter from dealing with the litter box that turns you into a crazy cat lady syndrome. So you become a cat. Like I am this cat. I don't even. If I'm buying something, I'm like, oh, I can't afford that. But if it's fancy fees for the cat, it's I they get all my money. You know what I mean? Like it's weird. It's a super billion dollar industry. I don't know how many billions the whole pet thing. Toxoplasmosis, another big word that our um, guest, uh, fake Jew Alex Stein used, <laughs> um, is a disease that results from the infection with the toxoplasma. Gandhi parasite, one of the world's most common parasites. Infection usually occurs by eating undercooked contaminated meat, I call bullshit, exposure from infected cat feces, possibly, or mother to child transmission during pregnancy. Cat feces, dude. I'm covered in cat feces. The cat, one time on my live stream, one of the cats uh, peed on me. So, yes, dude, this is my life. And my mom passed away, so I got her cat. And then uh, two other people passed away. I I started off with two cats years ago. Since the pandemic, all these people died and I have a bunch of cats now. So I had to turn them away now. I mean, people were like, oh, I'm going to take you to the shelter, to the kill shelter. And that's another thing is we can announce on this podcast is I am going to run. Uh, it's not till May 2023, but I'm going to run for mayor of Dallas. You're like, oh, oh Alex, shit. Well, they're oh, going to say, will you please come on my show when you do that? A hundred percent. And they're going to say, oh, Alex, you know, you might not win. But if I can just get into debates, that's basically what I want. But my whole platform will be no kill shelters. I don't want any uh, kill animal shelters. And then on top of that is we have to create in Dallas, I want red light districts because 
all of the bad drugs, my friend that died and he got that drugs, you know, fentanyl. If we have a place where we can decriminalize drugs, because the war on drugs is not working. Half of the private prison industry is filled with nonviolent drug offenders. So we need to have a way where we could have a red light district where we could tax drugs, where we could have Narcan for people, you know, uh, overdose on opiates, where people could go for tourism and then use that money to subsidize the rehabilitation clinics and uh, subsidize our uh, the animal care. Because Listen, we have to take some sort the war on drugs is one of the biggest um, travesties in the history of mankind. Putting people in jail for using drugs is not how we help a society. You know if, what I mean? You, yeah, I totally agree with you. But if you do go down that alleyway, if you go down that path, well, there's two things I'd like you to c- consider. Just consider. One is they've legalized marijuana in, in California, and it's what it's done is because the way they did it, it's opened up the doors to the cartel, and the cartel is completely running fucking wild here. It's wh- fucking horrible. The second thing is, and it's it's because of the way they've set up the laws around gr- growing marijuana and whatnot. The second thing is, um, I would like you to really reconsider ever taxing anything like um, Coca Cola or cigarettes or gasoline, because what it does is it puts the biz- the government in in business with these people. With, of course, with, so, yeah, and well, so you, you wouldn't a, want to tax, but you're gonna have. I mean, the thing is, the system is. I don't that, know what the solution is. I'm just saying, yeah. please look at it. No, and and no, thank and, you, and, honorable and, mayor. Of if course, taking and, and, my time listening to one of your I'm not even one of your constituents, but I appreciate your time. Another five dollar super chat. Wow, oh. I'm making a bunch of money today. I'm almost at 200 bucks. I need to check my donation bar. But um, no, you know, you, I bet told, you if I was Jewish, people would be giving me money. Probably. But listen, this is the problem with the cartels, though, is we have created my family's in the bail bond business. My dad's a bail bonds and I have my bail bonds license. I just hate getting people out of jail because it's annoying. This is the thing. They have decriminalized or they've made the cash bail system uh, illegal in California. And what what that does is that makes no bail bonds and responsible for these people to go to jail. So it puts the onus on the police force and the police force is already, you know, overwhelmed. Wait, you lost me a little bit. You lost me a little bit. You go back to the onus. I'm saying I'm I'm a bail bondsman. So when you let's say you go to jail and I only write big bail bonds. So let's say you go to jail for involuntary manslaughter. That's a bond okay. I write. Somebody's in a drunk driving accident or something. And they accidentally kill somebody. That's a bond I've written multiple times. Um, I don't really necessarily like writing a murderer's bond, but I've, you know, I've done it. Um, you know, that person, uh, has a bond. They, I give the court a hundred thousand dollars and basically a cashier's check, right? They hold that cashier's check until he goes to every single court date. If he, if he misses a court date, I have one year to get him back to court or else they keep my money in a, and so what that does is that keeps bail bonds and keeps them on the plaintiff's. Um, excuse me, on the defendant 24-7. That's why you hire bounty hunters. But see, in this day and age, because they said cash bail is racist because a lot of people don't have the 10% to hire, you know, to pay for a bail bond. <laughs> really? That's what they said they're saying? That's what they're saying. It's racist. That's why it's happening in Chicago, New York, and LA. Dude, a guy just murdered in LA, a 31-year-old homeless guy walked into a high-end furniture store and, and stabbed to death a 23-year-old uh, a UCLA graduate student. This just happened. And, and it's, it's it's sad that he, she got murdered. But what's even worse is that he had been released from jail 17 times on felonies. If you know, He should have been in jail. He should have had a bail bonds and he should have been under the jail. I'd like to was, make one small edit to that story. He didn't mean homeless. That's a, a mischaracterization. He means drug addict. I was I was homeless for uh, two years and lived in a car for five years. There are no homeless people. They're drug addicts, and the left calls them homeless because uh, 
as part of the uh, you're 100 percent right they actually yeah. just they right. actually just found some company in la is paying homeless people to stay on the street instead of actually going <laughs> no to get more funding i swear google this they're paying i i just read the article there's some, some, some non-profit is giving the homeless people money to stay on the street so that it gets more attention so that they get more funding from the city that that just got that was their their uh game plan or whatever their their charity strategy they even said that they're paying people to stay on the street so you're right people are using drugs because there are avenues where you can get help but Please tip the kid working at the coffee shop. Please pay the guy who's cleaning your yard a little extra money. Please buy your nanny a um a, a gift certificate for some for some shit. Stop giving money to fucking drug addicts, thinking that you're helping homeless people because it's the Christian thing to do. You are hurting people. You are fucking hurting people because of your fucking arrogance and selfishness and your ill inability to fucking do what's right. And what's right is when you see a homeless person, you make eye contact and you talk to them and you believe in them and you uplift them so they can actually just get a sparkle of fucking hope that someone cared about them stop giving them money you fucking idiots yeah i mean sorry and no and and, and, and i know pussies don't even talk to them you're fucking pussies okay i got a little wound up i had to get wound up to like steal some airtime from you you have to and listen and 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 that's another thing is like i i do look at the you know the homeless you know problem in california and stuff it's like you're right you know these people were choosing because they there are outlets where they can get help but dude that's like another thing is they want to keep us in that low vibrational state you know they like want you to look at california and see the homeless people you know it's it's just i don't know how to explain it it's really sad that that i remember going to california in like the 90s in that are you in la where are you i'm in santa cruz i live in i live in a, a piece of like heaven in heaven yes, yeah I'm i know but like la is trash i'm just saying la used to be the LA coolest place ever guys yes. this is so cool it was like so cool and now it is like it's just it, because you're letting people out of jail girls are getting stabbed i mean and, and you're right there's cartels running there but if they actually had bail bonds if they had a police force which i'm not i'm not pro cop like the cops are annoying as shit but they shouldn't be taking people to jail for nonviolent drug offenses in my in my opinion like you're saying drugs are bad drugs are terrible but they're but the drugs are the worst thing but like in portugal these places where if you actually can help people you know that that need help with the drugs to go to rehabilitation that's been shown to work a lot better than putting people in jail where they can't even go get a job at mcdonald's in the future and especially young kids they get they get arrested yeah. you know, a couple yeah. of times they can never get a job ever especially if they have a felony cocaine possession you can't even get a job at you know panera bread company um i like having you on the show and there's like things i want to talk to you about like i don't want it to be like a wackadoodle show but man you know a lot of good shit okay fuck it wackadoodle i'm a wackadoodle what do you mean i mean we talk about it all i mean i'm a wackadoodle i talk about it all you're yeah, it's it, it's cool. I, I wonder if there's any place you're not willing to go. But I, we have we have a whole lifetime to do multiple shows to figure that out. Um, magnet on arm. Can you pull up that? Oh, this, we're on YouTube. So this, I'm gonna have to take this stream down for sure. Uh, yeah, really? You, yeah, on um, YouTube, you cannot. I got a strike for that video. Okay, saying, okay, okay, yeah. okay, okay, okay. Don't show uh, it. Yeah. Uh, Is that so? Tell me that tr- really worked though. It really stuck to people after the. You know what? It stuck right to their arm. So I mean. Why isn't why doesn't anyone believe that? How come if you talk about that, people will just be like, "Oh my God, you're fucking crazy." Just Google TikTok magnet challenge, and it's there's a thousand people that that it sticks to. I mean, um, dude, I, I don't know. Why. Let me people, just put it in the chat. I mean, you can put it in the chat. I mean, you, I mean, you can show it. I'll just have to take the stream down. It's not that big a deal. No, um, I don't want to take anything down. But why? Like, I, so there was a lady 
uh, there's a lady that um, was big on Instagram that was was showing her whole journey with that. Brittany Galvin. I know that girl is kind of annoying. I had her on my show. She's nice, but like her journey's been kind of annoying about it. Uh, uh, and people get so offended and get so like they just attack her. Why? Why not just be like, oh, maybe it is true. Why are people so adamant? No, because the because Stephen Colbert is like these are no magnets, and then you get all the debunking thing. You know, oh, it doesn't really work. So people are like think it's fake. They think they're lying. They think they're using like a glue. I guess like um, or, or moisture, glue. like it's sweaty. Sweaty. That's what they're saying. Because I see her stuff, and I like Brittany. I'm just saying she's always posting about it. Kind of, it just sucks, dude. I'm I'm so tired of of my identity being pro vaccine or anti vaccine at this point, dude. It, and I would recommend nobody do it but if you want to take it go, people need to just make their own decisions i'm all yeah, about yeah, now yeah, personal yeah. Take decisions it, take it, take it Be, because take listen at this point dude no amount of evidence is going to convince an idiot of of what's going on and if people don't want to look into it themselves or they're and that's anything the there are good people that are going to get tricked into it because they got to do it for work they got to do it for whatever that is so fucked up because there's gonna be people that get hurt because of it but dude at this point it's like Man, if you can't see that that big pharma is a multinational corporation that has uh, shareholders that is making money by selling this free vaccine all over the world and making it mandated because it benefits them financially. If you can't see that, then you are just blind. And, you know, like I said, no amount of evidence can convince an idiot. Do you think that if your mom would have taken the vaccine, she'd be okay? I, you know, honestly, God, no, honestly, no. Uh, I think it could, she could have been worse. But this you is think the it's thing a is, stupid question. Do you think like you should be like, hey, fuck off? Well, Monday, no, no. Well, Monday morning quarterback, I cussed out my cousin. She's like, oh, your mom should have been vaccinated. But that's another thing is that like, the, according to the hospital, she told the hospital that she was vaccinated. So like that. So that's why I don't even know. I know that I believe my mom wasn't because she told me she wasn't, but she might have told him she was to get better care. Um, that's the type of woman my mom would be. So they thought she was vaccinated. A friend of mine just went to the hospital the other day. They took their kid there and uh, their kid had a broken arm. And uh, they said they went to the front and the and the person who checks you in is like, is, are you vaccinated? And they're like, oh, shit, oh, shit. And they're like, yeah. The person's like, okay, can you show me your proof of vaccine? And they're like, I don't have it. And they're like, well, do you have a picture of it? And they're like, no. And then the person who checks you in at the hospital is like, okay. And peels off a sticker, I'm vaccinated and puts it on their purse. Nice. <laughs> That's yeah. it. But you need a vaccine passport to go to McDonald's. But to get it, into the I hospital, you just like... Dude, that's how they, that's why it doesn't, even the people that are vaccinated, this is the problem is now the CDC just said you're not up to date unless you get your booster. And they don't want to call it uh, fully vaccinated anymore because all these people that got double vaccinated, they're like, what, I'm not fully vaccinated anymore? They're like, no, you're just not up to date on your shots. So it's a never ending schedule is what potentially it's going to be. Um, what about what's happening in, um, in, in the UK? Are you? I, I keep seeing that talk Boris Johnson gave. Do you think it's really like it's done? They're done there. Well, I just think it works like this. I mean, this is how what my tinfoil hat is. It's always the grand opening, grand closing. Like they're going to open it up. Oh, and as soon as they need it for whatever political agenda, whatever it is. Now that this is this is what this all was. This was a beta test. This is a test to see how they can shut things down. You know how people are going to react. So now the UK, uh, I, I've you know, a country that's smaller than Texas, they're going to be like, dude, they're going to shut. They're going to be able to next time the Omicron, moronic variant, whatever comes out, they're going to shut them right down. But they, they give you a little bit of, it's called, this is the plan. They want rolling lockdowns. And th this is what the theorized at the beginning of the pandemic is that you'll have a month 
where you're totally locked down for 30 days and then you'll have three months off where you can just live freely. And somehow that will, you know, quell the numbers. And I believe they're going to do that in some sort of like hidden way where they'll say, oh, we're open for three months and then a mass shutdown for a month when they have some sort of political thing they need to get through. So they'll use it like a tool, like for the election. Oh, we got to use mail-in ballots because the the new the new um, election variant is so, uh, you know, so so much this new this this new variant will kill you if you go vote in the lines. So you had to vote uh, mail in ballots. They'll just use it as a political weapon. Is it Leslie? I am crazy. If she thinks I'm crazy, she's right. I don't. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly what that means. But um, I, I I was I was watching this thing. I was watching this Jim Gaffigan special the other day. And, and there was a line he says in there. He said, yeah, he said, some of my friends have gone com- completely crazy. They think that um, Tom uh, Hanks is eating kids. And I, and I don't remember what it was, but there was something on Instagram like a year ago about Tom Hanks drinking blood or doing something like that. I can't yeah, remember what it was. I'll tell you all about it. Okay, so. Give, uh, oh, give me one second before we go there. I just want to so, so, sorry, Alex, but I do want to hear. And the same time I see that, I see in the San Francisco Chronicle, the biggest paper in San Francisco, in the opinion section, they publish a guy – this is a, a paper that's won the Pulitzer six times. They publish in the opinion section a guy who is seriously proposing that that we swap kids, that as soon as white families have kids, you give them to black families. And as soon as black families have kids, you give them to white families, and that's going to be the cure for racism. And I'm like – so Jim Gaffigan is making fun of people for thinking that Tom Hanks seeks kids. Well, meanwhile, a serious publication is – Suggesting that I give up my three playing brothers, like I have the three most amazing kids who ever walked on the planet. I mean, a lot of people do, but I'm yeah, like, but that's not equitable, like, right? So, like, don't tell me that someone suggest. And Leslie, this isn't. I appreciate your ten dollars. This is not directed to you. And, and now, uh, I'm not. I don't subscribe to these things. I, I'm glad I, he shared with me that we haven't been to the moon. It's fascinating. I like it. I don't. Yeah. I'm open. It doesn't make me any better whether I believe or don't believe it or I'm agnostic. You can believe we went to the moon. I don't care. I'm just but, but saying I can, we did But I can still be open to anything. I don't have to believe anything. It doesn't. Why can't I just be like, I don't know. This is That was a pretty cool what Alex told me. But uh, yeah, anything's, anything's possible right now because the smartest people in the room have completely dropped the ball. They have their head completely up their ass. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. Joey, thank you. Five Joey, bucks. Daddy, no, you donut. nailed it though, thank dude. You. The people that are considered the smartest people in the room, the leader is Joe Biden or the you know his administration are idiots. And Trump's an idiot too. I mean, Trump didn't know. I mean, having Jared Kushner run stuff, he didn't know what he's doing. These people that are supposedly so smart that I th- put my trust in these engineers, these architects, these scientists, these doctors that I always thought were so smart. Now I'm realizing they're all a bunch of idiots, and they'll all do whatever they're told by their boss. And the smart ones are silence. It's so funny. Someone the other day said, uh, hey, <clears throat> of course, the vaccine's working perfectly and all this stuff. And, and they start citing all of these people who work at Stanford. Well, the, the most famous guy at Stanford, John Iannotti's, most published scientist on the planet today. How, why, is, why has Stanford silenced him? Why has, why has Stanford silenced John Iannotti's? Most public scientist alive on the planet today. He's because he's fucking shown that this shit. We had herd immunity like fucking on day one. This shit had already fucking been everywhere. 
Well, and listen, we know that the I got a little mosquito or something. We know that the, 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 every time a new variant comes out, it seems to be like on, you know right on time with a new booster. So I mean, there's a lot of doctors that are blowing the whistle I, yeah. and, and talking about this, but they know, like you said, Doctor Peter McCullough, Doctor Robert Malone. If they go on Joe Rogan's show now, they got two hundred uh, people are, are are signing a petition to kick him off. Two hundred medical professionals. They, like Joe Rogan is a huge threat to the the medical know, establishment, so dude. That's what, I mean. The, the reason why they're threatened by him is because he's telling the truth. That's why they're threatened. They're not threatened. If he was telling nonsense, if he was saying, if he was totally off the mark, they wouldn't be threatened. But because he's saying, hey, there's alternatives. There's ways you can handle this. Um, you know, don't do this. Don't let mandates ruin your life. Yada, yada, yada. Because he's going against the mainstream narrative and he's right. That's what scares him the most. What's the logic? Why? So, so why are the vaccinated people so worried about the unvaccinated people? Like, so why are the parents, um, why are the parents of kids who are vaccinated and the parents are vaccinated not want unvaccinated kids in the school? Like, why can't your kids be unvaccinated and go to school? I don't get like how it's a threat. Like if you're vaccinated, then you're good, right? No, because they've convinced people that your vaccine doesn't work unless, or their vaccine doesn't work unless other people get vaccinated. But and what's I'm, the logic in that? Can you ex- help me explain that? Like how how would someone fall for that? Because that because they trick them in, or they trick them. They say, oh, well, the people that are unvaccinated, they're the ones that are creating the variants, which doesn't really make sense. Um, and, and viruses usually get weaker. That's another weird thing uh, with these vi- these viruses. Um, but oh, this this this, this so is it's a- around because then they. But then the then the truth is, if that's true, sorry to interrupt, Alex. That it's really obese people who are creating the variants or unhealthy people because then it lives in them longer and has more time to express itself and mutate. And they're also super spreaders because they cough and sees more and they sneeze more and they exhibit more of the, um, of the sickness of the manifestation that goes from SARS CoV-2 to COVID-19. And so maybe it's just fat people that need to be quarantined. Well, listen, I, I, I mean, I mean, that is true. My mom I, I, is I'm not afraid. Right? I'm not suggesting that, by the way. Like, I, I by no means am afraid of anything around this. I'm afraid of, like, alligators and shit. But. Yeah, I mean, I think is the problem is they have everybody divided. So if they took the experimental thing, they want everybody else to be part of it. You know, so it's like, you know, why, why should they get to have the same freedom that I have, yet I sacrifice my body? So these people want equity. It's like that same thing you're talking about, these Swiss kids. You know, That's why not, people hate it when I don't wear a mask. It's not that they're really afraid of of the sickness spreading. They're just pissed that they're wearing it and I don't have to. Mostly, most of the time, yeah. Now there I are also people- have a ten inch cock, and that wow. probably bums out a lot of people. Well, how do they know that? That do you I have an OnlyFans? Okay, well, I, I guess not. That I does kind of that, that kind of does bum me out. Actually, <laughs> knowing that, I am kind of mad about that, dude. It's always the guys that are five five that have a huge dick somehow. Why is that? You know, I'm six three and I just have a. You know, I wish I was 10 inches, but yours luckily, is 10 inches. It just looks five because you're you're six, three. Well, no, I mean, I put a I put one of those fake rulers on it um, when I take Speaking of 10 inch cocks. You're the only person besides me, I think, who did, as soon as the George Floyd thing happened did, and you heard he was in porn. Did you go watch it? A hundred percent. Oh, yeah. It's that's my the first thing porno. I did. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Oh, it's not your favorite. It's horrible. <laughs> it's my favorite one. It's what it's in my saved in my browser. No, but yeah, of course he has a giant it. cock that doesn't get hard. It was like a it was like a, a banana, but it's one of those ones. It's like it's Dude, it was huge. It huge, was he has a huge dick. I mean, yeah. and, 
And I haven't watched a ton of like this huge dick porn, but I feel like those black guys that have dicks that big, they don't get hard or whatever. Right, they just right. it's it's like so big, they don't have enough, they would faint and <laughs> all the right. blood went there, maybe. I've I've noticed that too. That there's one I don't luckily there's... I don't have that problem. Thank God I don't <laughs> that's one problem I don't have. I have a lot of problems, but that's not it's not huge, but it's as hard as steel. Like a yeah. wooden table, but that's another thing is like uh uh Sex is a, is another you know manipulative thing like this day and age. Everybody's like yeah, and I'm you know I like to have sex, but at, there's children. Everybody's desensitized to the pornography. That's like another you know uh, mind game that they're doing to a psychological operation that they do to people just to kind of create like uh, basically George Orwell's 1984 or Brave New World. They want us to be like all like sex perverts um, and not have monogamous relationships and not have families. So they're basically almost this day and age with dating apps and stuff. It's like hard to date. Uh, so you're talking about relationship stuff like this, this, the sterilization of these dating apps, judging somebody, if they're not, if they're not six foot, that they're going to swipe right on them. That's so fucked up. And it's just a real society. You're supposed to meet and talk to people and judge them on the content of their character. But because of this, people like expect, um, everybody to be cookie cutter and the perfect fit. And it never works out. But it was like that. It was like that before dating apps. Like, so I've been to like, I I would, I've never had a one night stand ever. No. And I would have loved to have had one. Like I never, I would never sleep with the, it takes me so much fucking work to get in bed with a girl. I would net like if I fucking hated her and it was the worst thing ever, I'd have to do it again because like I'm not, I'm not putting in three months of fucking work. And and then just like oh we had one we had we had sex and it's over. There's no there's no in my life when you're five five and you look like me. You don't you don't go into a bar like I go into a bar with you and three other dudes right. You guys are my friends right. We go into the bar. You seem like a handsome man. What are you talking no, about? No no no. The girls. I, I, well I was I I used to be like five times as cute as I am now, but that still didn't get me to the fucking. It just never happened. And so like, I don't know. I, Dude, it's like, never happened. I can't believe that you never. Uh, 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 I just can't believe you've never had even a I'm blind. Tell you a story. I'm saying I'm even a blind squirrel finds a net every once in a while. You never were like no. drunk with a freak no. and kind of made a no. mistake. You never slept with like a cow no. or anybody. God, I wish, I wish. Oh, oh wow. I would have slept with four cows. Listen, yeah. I'll tell you the one, the one story. So there's a super hot chick named Amanda, and I was probably probably like in my seventh year of college in undergrad at UCSB and she, and she was a first year student there. And she, so I was probably like, I don't know, 22 and she was probably like 18. Right. And, uh, we were friends and we hung out all the time at the coffee shop and all stuff. And then it was Christmas time and the whole town vacates. Right. She's so fucking hot. I think her name was Amanda. I wish I could remember. Anyway, so the town's empty. And so she calls me not on the cell phone, but on my house phone. We didn't have cell phones back then. And she said, uh, Hey, do you want to come over and spend the night? And I'm like, oh shit, this is fucking awesome. And she was a chick I hung out with like five hours a day at the coffee shops. Right. And I'd go to the beach with and hang out with, she's part of just my crew. And I'm like, holy shit, it's going to happen. So I go over to her house and, um, she's in and she's like, okay, uh, we hang out for a little bit. And she's like, let's go to bed. So we climb into her bed together and I take a bunch of shit out of my pocket to set on her dresser. And I was like a dirty hippie. Like I had long hair and I was barefoot and I was wearing the cords. And you're and Santa shit. Cruz, California. No, this is in Santa Barbara. Oh, Santa Barbara. Yes. Yeah, and she sees me take out of my pocket. There's a condom. And she goes, what's that for? I go, I don't know. Uh, you know, just in case. And she fucking made me go sleep in the living room. That was it. I was fucked. No. Wow. Get the fuck out. Go sleep in there. 
I didn't. I went home. I was like, fuck this. I would have gone home too, but I mean, I guess maybe she, maybe she expected like you could have got like a finger bang or maybe, you know, BJ or something and maybe put her off. I would have gone with the, I would have gone with a cuddle. And like, I know, know but that's and, and what like, she probably like, no. But, but she you saw the, the condom. Wrong impression. And like, yeah, she probably thought you. And I got kicked to the curb, and that was the. I think that's the closest I ever got to a one night stand. <sighs> I mean, no. I, I, my current wife, I, I courted her for five years. I wrote a screenplay. It's called Five Years to Fornication. Five years to fornication. Now that is a screenplay that I need to be the star of. Uh, I, I like that. I like that movie. <laughs> That's a movie I like. Um, uh, no, but I, I, like I said, I haven't had a ton of one night stands because I still, you know, it's still kind of awkward, uh, and it's just scary with all the, you know, diseases and stuff like that. You know, you don't want to just be raw dogging random chicks. Not that you've maybe really you're just brainwashed. Maybe you're brainwashed by that too. Like I was terrified of AIDS too, and now like if you scratch the surface, people will be like, "Hey, that was another Fauci fucking." I know he gave AZT to these people that you know a cancer medicine that that didn't work that was like uh, knowingly killing people. So the I mean the his handling of everything, Doctor Fauci is literally like an evil villain. I mean I'm not just saying that he is not a good person. Um, I appreciate your time on Sunday morning. Oh, you had the you had the Island Boys sing a song to your mom. Yes, I did. Yes, I did. I know I had him sing a tribute, and people were like, oh, you know. Uh, listen, my mom and I you were did that through cameo. You did that through cameo, and I'm on cameo now for 20 bucks. You can buy me on cameo, and I'll I'll uh, I'll say I'll sing you a song like this. But yes, I got the island boys because my mom was so funny. She was like me, and it just it sucks because I'm an only child, and my mom, you know, uh, you know, her parents are passed away. Uh, well, actually, her mom was still actually still alive, but she wasn't close with her mom. She they had a falling out, so it's kind of sad. My mom and I were really close. I'm really close to my dad too, but. I was just best friends with my mom. She's my biggest fan. She's she's the reason why I'm funny. And so I do this. People are like, oh, it's being insensitive. My mom would love this. My mom would laugh at this. She's my mom had the best sense of humor in the world. She, I mean, that's boy, where I get my sense of humor. I'm an island hey, boy. Hey. I'm so sorry about Kelly Sting. I was so sorry about Kelly Sting. You was killed at the Baylor Hospital. Okay, oh, Paul Medical. That is so damn most sad. It should have been better. Wow, it's so damn sad about times. I'm going to keep it all P to you. Oh, rest in peace to you i know it touched everyone's heart i know it touched everyone's heart oh prime time number 99 no oh, alex osteen go up yep. i'm so sorry about your mom i hopefully pick yourself up hopefully understand no oh, kelly steen oh yeah you at the island girl yeah oh you in heaven girl oh yeah and remembering kelly steen mm-hmm. r.i.p all wishes to y'all man we just want to say I'm so sorry due to the poor medical treatment by the nurses and doctors. That's not good. Hey, mm-hmm. but the Island Boys are with you at heart, man. Keep going. Keep going. And if you notice, one of the crazy, it's really they're, so sin- they're so sincere. They crushed it. They crushed, they it. crushed they, it. They crushed that. They did that because they lost their dad as a young kid. That's why they probably feel sympathetic. But if you notice, one of the pictures my mom had just a nose thing on, when she had that on, we were talking like she was had a shortness of breath. She went from that to dead. Like so fat, it made no sense. I mean, that's when we were talking and tell them no remdesivir, no everything. And then literally, like the third night, I get there because I can only be there from one to four in the afternoon. And the, really, you're only supposed to stay for thirty minutes, but I stayed, you know, longer. I get there on the third day, and she's like tied to the bed, and she has this new thing taped to her face. That's like that's where she wasn't. It, things that was the second day. I mean, things were bad, but they weren't 
like we were talking, dude. We were we were sitting there having a milkshake. Like it was not it was not good. She was not in good shape. She felt she has shortness of breath. She had breathing trouble, dude. When they gave her that remdesivir and they started giving her that, her body just shut down. Ladies and gentlemen, this will be not be the last time. I, at least I'll try to have Alex Stein on again. I hate to be low vibrational like that, guys. They no, that's me. not low vibration. Fuck. Well, that. I know, but it's sad. No, what I'm saying is, 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 uh, I'm gonna, I'm the people that did this to my mom, and this is another thing. Is I would, you know, take back any anything. I'd give anything I've gotten since my mom passed away. You know, back to have her back. But knowing that I've gone through that, like watching her die in my arms, you know, having that feeling is I know in my life that there's nothing I will face that will be as hard as that. I mean, one day my dad will die. Obviously, that will be just as hard. But saying other than those two things, I've already walked through the shadow of the valley of death. You know what I mean? I've already seen the devil. I've already danced with him. So now, I mean, I'm not I'm not afraid of anything. Like, I know my life's going to be hard, but there's nothing you can say. Oh, Alex. Uh, don't oh, like to myself. Oh, Alex, you know I don't feel like doing that. I didn't feel like walking in that hospital every day and watching my mom die, and I yeah, had to no do shit. it. So there's nothing else that that I can that that I will go through that is as hard as that. So it is toughened me up for the rest of my journey, and because of that, it's going to make me tougher and and uh, make me more successful. Thank you for the humbling experience. I just accidentally clicked the link and went over to your station and saw you have five times as many viewers as me. All my hard work, Alex. I know, and we use your stream. I just sniped your stream, and uh, and I made about two hundred bucks. Thank you for oh. all the people that donated. Oh no, I'm so happy for your success, Julian. Uh, Odessa rules. Uh, Chaser Senior, Boru, Fat Planet. Uh, a lot, a lot of donations. Wow, I can't believe it. Thank you guys. I'll see you guys this evening. Uh, having Brian Friend on, we're going to talk about the CrossFit semifinals, shit like that. Uh, talk Fikowski, Annie Thor's daughter, all that stuff. Alex Stein, you the.